Good morning, it's good to see you all. And today, it's a, it's a special day. Uh, we get to celebrate Jesus together. And uh, what a wonderful uh, time of worship it is right now. And I hope, uh, you know, just I, I, I just want to just ask the Holy Spirit to continue to fill this room as we look into the Word. Uh, but as we begin, and I just want to say uh, good morning once again. I'm, I'm Toby. And uh, today, uh, I also want to kind of highlight on you, uh, kind of update you on some of the things that's going around today. Right now, uh, in the city of Tustin and in Aliso Viejo, our sister churches are having a very important day. Obviously, every Sunday, every day is a great day. But right now, uh, Tustin and Voice Church just launched today at uh, about an hour and a half ago. And uh and some of us, actually from Orange Coast, are going there to help, uh, you know, just help that launch and celebrate. They have over 450 people gathered in the city of Tustin, in the community center of Tustin. And it's just a great beginning. It's just something to celebrate. Praise God for that. And, and may, them, may, may we continue to, to pray as sister church here in Orange County. And then Becoming Church, Aliso Viejo, it's doing, they're meeting in a theater, uh, Edward Theater, I believe, or Regal Theater. And then they're having this tape cutting today. And it's just happening in Aliso Viejo. They've been around for, ever since this uh, February, but it's just going through some, you know, really another uh, launching time. So it's it's a really exciting day as we celebrate. And uh, and then you know also I just um, have a confession to make this morning. I forgot my I, I grabbed the wrong Bible this morning. Okay, I brought my like very thick Japanese Bible, and I'm like, oh, what am I gonna do? And then I'm like, do I use this big Bible right here? And I'm like, no, it's too big. Um, I found this in the Lost and Found. Uh, so if you're looking for a Bible, I'm borrowing it right now. I'm not taking it. So if you need, it's in this beautiful black bag, and it's it's a beautiful Bible. And I'm like, oh, this is perfect. So anyways, I just want to clear that out of the way. Uh, today we are in this series um, called Hungry. We're in the third week in the study through the Romans, and today we're going to tackle this this thing called faith. Wow, it's a big subject that we're going to cover. And last week, Pastor Phil just did a remarkable job of going through uh, chapter 2 and, and with the theme of humility. And some of the, uh, the illustration he brought was so, I thought it was so amazing. And remember Wally, this picture from Wally and these people? You know, they're just, they're, they're being uh, hungering, they're hungering for the wrong things. You know, they're, they're, they're being full of themselves rather than being humble. And, and, and they're just... Uh, filling up themselves, and that's not what we want to be. That's why we want to hunger for God. Less of us, more of God, and, and that's not where we want to be spiritually. And that was a great illustration, I felt. It was so good. But, you know, think about this. From a technical or a technological perspective, don't you think that we're going, getting closer and closer to, to this? I mean, I don't know when this is setting is in the time, but... It's coming close every day in our lives. You know, the self-driving cars that we have. Have you seen these? I mean, this is a concept, but, you know, that's where we're becoming. And in the, in the movie, and, and the reality is getting closer and closer. And, you know, let me ask you this. Would you trust in a self-driving car? Do you have faith in that? Not yet, maybe. Right? Because of something like this. You know, Google car just ran into something. And, you know, it's, it's kind of scary. Right? I mean, it's... But my point is, these are things are still in development. Scientific, technological advancement is remarkable. It's, it's underway. But our, we live in a world. And this generation right now, as we speak, they would much rather have faith in this. 
than in God. I mean, that's the life that we have. I mean, these technological advancement it is, is so remarkable. And, and the things that we get to understand and accomplish as human beings, it's, it's remarkable. I, I get that, and I, I'm all for that. But God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, it's, it's so ambiguous. And we'd rather have something that, even though it's kind of scary and dangerous, it's under our control. We'd rather have faith in those things than something that is so ambiguous. And these days, I mean, it's, it's what I hear on the news already. Churches are, are, are being challenged by this, this thing. Um, and it's considered, faith is considered perhaps irrational, something for the weak, something that is irrelevant to our culture. And it's, it's kind of lost as days. But, you know, we want to go back to the Bible. And, and the Bible is crystal clear on why we absolutely need faith in Jesus who is the giver of life, who is our salvation, and who we've been saying this morning that we need you, God, more and more. And Bible teaches us that. And the goal for today is that for us to know what this book says about faith. And then why we need faith, especially in this world, in this generation that discourages faith in Jesus. Why do we need this so much? And then finally, how can we live hungering for more faith in Christ Jesus? And so that this faith could overflow and ask, the, and ask God to use us in this world. That's where we want to be. So let's dive into the scripture this morning. And we're, are, we are looking at the book of Romans. It's such a rich book. And we cover past two weeks, chapter 1 and 2. Today we're going to do chapter 3 and chapter 4. And it's a pretty big section, but we're going to break this down. And let's, and when we look at chapter 3, this ongoing discussion is that, that we find very clearly is, who is righteous to be saved? In other words, who is worthy to be with God? If you even want to break it down a bit more, who is right with God? Who is in this rela- good relationship with God so that they are in this perfect unity with God? Who is worthy? Who is righteous? Who is just? And the answer is no one. We are unworthy because of our sin. And you know, the Old Testament is, is a proof of that. That these, this, this is a story of God's people living out and they're trying to live righteously. They're trying to obey these laws so that they could have a good relationship with God. But they failed again and again. The sin nature is so big too strong and that's what we have in common as well however this is the new testament era the new promise the newness is here through christ jesus in which we are in today we are we get to live in this new promise that jesus gives and 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 this has a different story completely and we don't want to miss this and we find this in in book of romans chapter 3 verse 22 and i want to Read this out loud together with all you, because this is a foundational piece of the New Testament, the new promise that we have in Christ Jesus. So let's look here and read together. This righteousness is given through faith in Jesus Christ to all who believe. There is no difference between Jew and Gentile, for all have sinned and fall short of glory of God. And all are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that came by Christ Jesus. God presented Christ as a sacrifice of atonement through the shedding of His blood to be received by what? Faith. That's all who believe. 
everybody. There's no distinction at all. And that is so significant. We cannot miss this. And, and for an example, the worst of criminals, worst of, of, of horrible criminals, as long as they believe in Jesus, as long as they confess in, in their faith in Jesus Christ that they believe in this justification by grace, they're saved. Jews, Gentiles, Jews, those who, who try to obey the law and, and, and those who don't know the law, but if they say they believe in Jesus, that's what their faith is. The cultural differences doesn't matter. You are welcomed in. And that's why faith in Jesus bothers people. It, 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 people have a hard time grasping this. Because we like to be so exclusive. We want to be, okay, so who's in, who's not? That's what we're concerned. What is the line? And, and, or or, or how, how could God include a criminal who, who've done horrible things? And we do have a lot of crazy minds that, that have done horrible things. Yes, we see that. But, but that's God, God's love is inclusive. But what is the key? Their faith in Christ Jesus. Verse 24, we read that. We, we just read that. And it says, verse 24, it is, um, excuse me, it's, It says, we just read this, and we are justified freely by His grace through the redemption that come from Christ Jesus. So, in other words, what we have is we cannot save ourselves. We we cannot save ourselves, but we are justified by God's grace. What is this grace? It is that Christ Jesus, the Son of God, who's taken all our sins, all our nasty dirt and filth that we have, and he says, I'm going to wear that for you. I'm going to take that. I'm Give me that, and I'm going to take that. I'm going to carry that. I'm going to die on the cross. And instead, you could have what I have, this righteousness, this perfect relationship with the Father God. You get that. You get that. I'll take yours, and I will die. And this is the grace. This is this exchange that took place. And all this, all of this, are to be received by faith, by faith alone. Not because you were able to prove that, not because you were able to, to see that in real life, but to have faith in that. So can you do that? That what took place 2,000 years ago was actually for you and I, for us to have faith in that. Is that scary or what? Sure it is. Because, because we are constantly in this world, bombarded with the what-ifs, the doubts. What if, what if this was, what if it didn't happen? What if it was just somebody crazy, people just, just saying that all happened and wrote it down and, and somehow people kept believing that? What if, what if it was just all a lie? What if it didn't really, it didn't really happen? Just a make-believe. It's just a story that people make. Of these these, these what-ifs from the world that we get bombarded with and also the what-if that comes from within. What if it's just me? What if I'm just hallucinating? What if I'm just, I'm just the one who's thinking this way? What if I'm weak and I'm just needing something to believe in? All the what-ifs that we are so bombarded with, and it's scary to have faith in this. And it's scary also because it challenges the way we live and the things that we value. Because when we say Jesus is the Lord, then He is the Lord. He is our Master. And it challenges every particle, every part of how we live and how we will live. And it is scary to say, I'm going to let go of all the, all the control that I have. I'm going to trust in God and His Son Christ to take control of my life. That is very scary. 
And it also means that when we have faith in all this, this book is something that we cannot ignore anymore. These values and, and the teachings of this is something that we have to submit to. And that's for those very reasons. This world chooses to say, nah, nah I'd rather take control of my life. I'd rather be in the, my driver's seat and steering, my, holding on to my steering wheel. I don't want to let Jesus take over and, and take, take control over my life. I'd rather trust in a self-driving car. You know, I'd rather trust in that. I, I'd rather trust in science and the things that I could have control in. So we hold on to this. We don't want to take the back seat. It's too scary. Hey, Rome, when, when Apostle Paul wrote this, this place, Rome, was filled with philosophical breakthroughs and progressive worldviews. People are coming, bringing in new ideas, and people are like, oh, human beings are awesome. Knowledge is awesome. Let's go behind this. Forget this thing about faith. Forget this thing about religion. Let's just get it. Let's do it on our own. That was all filling up the whole atmosphere at that time. And, you know, much like us today, there's not much difference in the 2,000 years. Yes, we have the technological, scientific advancements and all the things that we were able to accomplish, but the human nature is exactly the same. Remarkable. So Paul's message has strikingly relevant, is strikingly relevant to us today. Because Paul's saying that human nature is the same. We all like to be in control. We all want to keep that steering wheel, hold it tightly, and let's have faith in yourself. Let's have faith in, in what you can accomplish. And Bible calls that justification by works. It's, it's, it's justified. You're right with God. You're, you're made good with God with your works. But that's how we, as human beings, get boastful and prideful. Because if that's the case, if we could get closer to God by the things that we do, then there are people who could do things better than you. There are things in the people who have more. They'll, have, they'll be in a better relationship. And it basically becomes a survival of the fittest. Whoever is a strongest will win. And then there's going to be people left out. It's this exclusive mindset. And whether you make or break in this world, it's completely up to you. You control everything. And then we wonder why we live in this world with such, so much hurt, so much betrayal. So much people trying to go ahead of people. And then we wonder why we're so hurt. Would you still rather trust in you? Would you rather have faith in you? Rather than this amazing grace of God that is given to us freely, and all we do is to receive this posture of receiving and, and letting go, which would you rather be? In chapter 4 of Romans, Paul says that for those who are trying to earn righteousness or salvation by works, faith means nothing. Faith is nothing for those who are seeking a better relationship with God with all that you could do on your own. And then this is interesting. Paul uses this character from the Old Testament times. His name is Abraham to illustrate this important message of faith. And, and, and Paul, what he writes in chapter 4 is this incredible story about how, how Abraham received righteousness and it's, it's this he abraham and as you probably know already but i want to share again he's an ordinary man just like you and i who did not deserve to be blessed by god he was just just like you and i but god gave him this promise that he will be blessed 
he will be blessed with a son. God will give him a son, and through that son, you know, there's going to be offsprings of many, and many will consider you as the father. And he was like, no, I don't think so. I'm an old man. I don't have a child. And to that, God says, that's my promise to you. And what did Abraham do? He believed. Basically, he had faith in God rather than in faith in himself. And what happened after that is the world laughed at him. He's like, what are you talking about? You Look at you. You're old. You're nothing. And he probably felt the same way inside, but he's like, but God said it. God said so. He was mocked. He was discouraged. He discouraged even maybe himself. And you know, this nature of, of the world and, and, and self-deceiving happened 6,000 years later, which is today. You know, 2,000 years later, Paul's writing is relevant. But back way even more, 4,000 years when the time of Abraham, these things are so relevant to us today because this happens every single day in this world. But let's see what happens. This is verse 20 of chapter 4. Yet he, this is Abraham, did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded that God had a power to do what he had promised. I believe some of us need to be strengthened in our faith today because we've been discouraged, whether by the world, whether by the worldly values, or whether something from within that is giving you the discouragement. For various reasons, we could get discouraged, but we need the same thing that Abraham had. Be strengthened in faith. Notice that it's not him who strengthened himself. It was a strength that came from God, and he was strengthened. So let's ask God to give us hunger for more of faith, hunger for him more and more, thirst for him more and more. And Abraham trusted with faith alone, and God answered. God answered, not in Abraham's timing, but in God's timing, and he was blessed. Check this out in verse 17. This is so cool. This is so cool. Verse 17 says, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. This is God blessing him. And it says, He is our father in the sight of God. This is Paul talking about Abraham. He is the father of many in the sight of God in whom he believed. Abraham believed that God who gives life to the dead and calls into being that things that were not. Do you hear what he's saying right here? He says, what was dead could be alive. See, see, Abraham was basically dead in his ability to reproduce. Sarah was dead in the ability to have children. But God gave them life. For what was dead, it was, there's life. God is a God of resurrection. Whatever that is dead, he gives life. And that's what Abraham experienced, and that is what we get to experience as well with our faith in Christ. Look what Jesus said himself in John chapter 5. I'm going to read this to you, but it's also on the screen as well. This is so, so crazy, but it's here. This is Jesus saying, Very truly I tell you, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. It will not be judged, but has crossed over from what? Death to life. Amen? 
Very truly, I tell you, a time is coming and has now come when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. That's the message of the Bible. That is the message that Jesus gave to us, giving all that he has, all his life to give us this message because for those who believe will come to dead the life. It will cross over. That's what it says right here. And let's be honest. Some of us, including myself, there are times where we've been dead in our faith. Maybe it is us right now. Some of us today, it's been discouraged to the point where you feel like, I don't know. I've been dead. But the good news is when you put your trust in Jesus, He will give you life. He will bring you from death to life. And all this we receive by faith. It's time to live with faith. And time right here, right now. Maybe for the very first time for some of you, so that your life could be from death to life. And it will happen when you put your trust in Christ Jesus. And for some of us, we need to be reminded of that. And I want to share you a story of this uh, hitchhiker. And uh, I, do you guys know even what a hitchhike is? Uh, I'm just curious. Who's ever hitchhiked before? Can you show of hands? One, two. Wow, so, okay. Oh, there, there's actually a lot more. So I, I don't even, I, I, I'm sorry. We, it's just we don't do that these days, right? It's kind of too scary. We just call up Uber, right? But, but I'm, I'm talking about hitchhiking, okay? So people you meet, and what do you, do you do, do this? Do you do that? Just, two? One? Just like that. And then you just wait. That's what happens, right? Okay. Obviously, I don't know enough about hitchhiking, but I know this story. This is uh, the story of Roger, okay? Roger, this it took place May 7th, the day where Roger was discharged from the army. And, you know, back in those times, he, you know, hitchhike, I guess, was pretty popular. I guess there's no Uber back then, so he hitchhiked. So he's like, okay, uh, am I doing it right? Like that. So he was doing this, and then he was like, man, I'm tired. I'm, I'm carrying this bag with me. I just getting discharged from the army. I want to go home, but I don't have a means. But he was getting tired. I'm like, I don't know. Maybe I need to, you know, have a, go, to, go to a hotel tonight. But he's like, I'm. then this, this black, slick Cadillac just, and to his surprise, oh, that's beautiful, right? And to his surprise, to Raja's surprise, the, the, the car, the Cadillac, pulled over oh my and then he saw this guy's like come on and roger's like oh wow this is awesome so he went and he tossed his bag in the back of the vehicle and he got into the passenger seat and and then said thank you he thanked the man and he was a a, a good looking gentleman the driver was and his name was mr hanover obviously probably a german name or something like that but he's like mr hanover's like are you going home you're in luck if you're going to chicago and, and Roger's like, no, I'm not going that far, but it's definitely on the way, so I appreciate you. Thank you for the ride. And they started to talk in this long drive, and they exchanged conversation. They got to know each other a lot more, and Roger got to know that Mr. Hanover has a business in Chicago, and it's called Hanover Enterprise, and, and, it's, and it's in Chicago, and they've been talking. And Roger is a Christian. He, he, he's, he has this, this tug in his heart that he wanted to share about Jesus. There's just something that says, God was telling him, like, tell him, share it about your faith and, and this, this, this faith in Jesus. So Roger was like, oh, 
Uh, and then he, he kind of stopped. You know, he kind of got nervous, and he kind of stopped. You know, have you had those experiences before where you're, you want to share people about someone about Jesus, but it's like you just don't know how you're kind of maybe fear of being rejected. So there's just this kind of battle, you know, battle within him that's going on. But it was 30 minutes until he is to his destination, and it's like Roger's like, okay, this is now or never. So he finally opened up and, and, and shared. He started talking, and he says, Mr. Hanover, I would like to talk to you about something very important. And he shared about Jesus. And ultimately, talking, telling, you know, sharing about the way of the cross and way to salvation and tr- having trust in, in, in Jesus alone. And he asked him, Mr. Hanover, would you like to receive Christ as your Savior? And all of a sudden, the car came to screeching stop. And Roger's like, uh-oh, what did I do? Uh-oh, he, he's going to kick me out of the car. To, and then the Cadillac pulled over to the side of the road. And he was like, oh, oh I, he's probably mad at me. And then Mr. Hanover looked over to Roger and says, thank you. This is the greatest thing that anyone shared. This is the best day of my life. I will accept. And I, he and Mr. Hanover gave his life over to Jesus. He had faith in him. It's an incredible story of faith. Five years later, Roger, now married, and he has a son, two-year-old, and he has this business of his own. And he's like, and he has this business trip that took him to, was going to take him to Chicago. And he was like, oh, I wonder what's Miss, Miss how he's doing. So he decided to look up where uh, Hanover Enterprise was and Enterprises, and then he went to go visit. And at this, in, in this, in this sh- Chicago, there was, he found this, this building, and he went in, and the receptionist says, oh, Mr. Hanover, you can't meet him. It's impossible. <laughs> and Roger's like, whoa, man, he must be a busy man. But instead, his wife, Mrs. Hanover, came out and greeted him. And Mrs. Hanover was like, so you know my husband. And he had, he had, she had this kind of puzzled look in her face. And Roger's like, whoa, is she okay? And, and, and she began to talk. And this is what she said. She said, can you tell me what happened? And Roger explained how he was generous enough to give him a ride. And he's like, tell me more. He's, can you tell me what date it was? And Roger's like, oh, it was actually, I know this. Because that was the day where I was discharged from the Army, May 7th. And you saw, like, Mrs. Hanover's face is kind of getting more tense. And he's like, and she said, did anything unusual happen that day? Roger was like, "Uh uh-oh, what did I do again now? Because she's like, maybe something went wrong with their marriage, and maybe it was because he, you know, how he shared Jesus in his life. And he, he hesitated, but he decided to share in truth what happened that day. He said, you know, your husband accepted the Lord into his heart that day. I, I shared the gospel with him. And he pulled over to the side of the road and we prayed. We prayed for salvation. And that's when tears began to roll down Mrs. Hanover's cheeks. And, and she, was, she couldn't talk for a while. But after a while, she began to say in her small voice because she was just so... In, much in tears she says I was praying for my husband for many many years 
And I believed that God promised me that he will be saved. So I kept on praying. But that same day that he, he picked you up and dropped you off, he passed away from a horrible, horrible head-on collision. The Cadillac was totaled and he was dead. And I thought God had let me down. He betrayed me. I was so angry at God, and I, I was to the point where I stopped living for God. I stopped going to church. I, I, I gave up my faith because I thought, what am I supposed to believe? Because, because I blame God for not keeping his promise. Obviously, God did keep his promise. And that's what we found out. That's what this story, Roger coming to Mrs. Hanover, revealed. So, who did you resonate with in this story? I believe a lot of us are in that story. Maybe you resonated with Roger. You're struggling to share with somebody in faith of what you want to share about Jesus. Take faith. You never know who will open up. You never know a life change that could happen. Maybe you resonate with Mr. Hanover, a time where you, you, you didn't, you were successful, you, you, you accomplished a lot, but you had something missing. And someone has told you about Jesus and you're just ready to step in and accept that with faith. Maybe you resonated with that. Or maybe you resonate with Mrs. Hanover where you've kind of given up hope. You thought God has forgotten you. Maybe God has, maybe he says something, but maybe I was mistaken. This doubt is creeping up in your mind, but in faith, you, maybe you need to come back. How could we live with more faith in Jesus? How could we all do that and take that step? I believe the answer of how we could live with more faith is back in our past. Remember, there's a time where you had not a single cloud of doubt in your mind. And that was when you were in your mother's arm or your, perhaps your take, caretaker. But you knew there was life. You knew there was food. You knew that you were able to live. There's no doubt about it. That's where we want to be with Jesus. This full trust that he will take care of you. Maybe you're all grown up. Maybe you may become an, you're an adult. And maybe you've lived a life, accomplished many things. But this is what we want to be in our relationship with Jesus. Just surrendering and that's how we could live with more more faith by surrendering all surrendering everything i mean everything is that crazy yeah it's crazy but that's what surrender is all about there's more that jesus wants to bless you with so much more infinitely more that's the plan that he has for you. There's so much more. But our vessel is so full because we hold on to the things of the world and our heart is occupied by the things of the world and maybe the doubts of the world. But he wants to bless you with so much new thing and for that, we need to make more room. We need to let go of the things. We need to make room for more faith in Jesus. And when we do, he will fill you with something that you can never even imagine. And that's what we want to see. And you know what? I have faith that God will do that in all of our lives. I have faith that, that, that this church 
is going to be a place where more and more people will come to know Jesus and accept this new life in Christ. I, I have faith in that. It's not about, you know, the past and the things that we've done wrong, but it's about what good could God do in our future. And I believe that we could be there. Who's with me? Who believes with me? Who's going to have faith with me in that this is our lives and that's the life and the future of our church? I am certain. I have faith. And how, how could I, when, when, when we surrender everything to Jesus, he, he will do that. It will be done. And you know, how can I be so sure? How can I? Guess who believes in you? Guess who has faith in you? It's Jesus. We've cheated so much on him, haven't we? We, we doubted. We, we, we tried to accomplish. We tried to take care of things on our own. We cheated. But he remained faithful. Even when we are faithless and fearful, he was faithful in you. He believes in you. And he's never failed you. And he will never will. How could we not want to have more faith in him. How could we not? That's the life that we get to have. So here's our weekly challenge of this week. If you could pull up your phone and maybe take a picture of this, take this home with you. And you know, I want to do something that we did last week that I thought was so beautiful. What I want to do is maybe in your rows, maybe in a group of, of three to three or four, I want us to ask, ask around for maybe five minutes five minutes and then we'll close out and worship and pray uh, singing a song but can you together go through the second question of grow how what challenges do you face in keeping faith and just what are some of the challenges you're facing share with that group and how could we as a church community could help you in growing in your faith can we can we just talk about that together for this next five minutes and i'm gonna dismiss you um but before you took a picture? You good? You good? You good? All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we are so thankful for you that we get to call you our Lord, our Savior, through all that you've done in Christ Jesus. Help us to have faith in you more. When we are we're surrounded by the, the clouds of doubt, but rather we want to look to Jesus. Let us fix our eyes on the author and the perfecter of our faith, who is Jesus, who endured everything on that cross, who now sits in the throne of God right now, and who has a relationship with us. And because of what you've done, Jesus, we are children of God. And sorry for the ways that we've betrayed you and, and cheated on you and, and maybe had doubts. But thank you for believing in us. Thank you for having faith in us. Help us to continue to live a life with faith especially in a times where we, we cannot do it on our own. We thank you for this church and the future that you have for us. And each and every one of us, we thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So can we do that? We could turn the light on and then just look around, maybe in the same row, or then two, three, four of you to meet and just talk about. So keep this question up right here. What challenges do you face? And let's do that for the next five minutes, and then we'll come back and close in a song.